a hotel. Hey, look, kids. There's Big Ben and there's Parliament. Kids? Big Ben. Parliament again. Kids. We know Big Ben. Parliament. London calling through the faraway towns. Now war is declared and battle come down. London calling to the underworld. Come out of the cupboard, you boys and girls. London calling, now don't look to us. Phony Beatlemania has bitten the dust. London calling, see we Welcome everybody to the Don't Red Me podcast. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. What's going on, Asus? Good to see you again, brother. Ah, man, it's good, EC. It's good. Life is good, EC. Uh, how was your week? Week was good. Uh, um, we got a chance to see the young one play a little bit of soccer, which was fun. It was a showcase, so a lot of colleges out and about walking around, so that was good. Uh, she played well. Uh, kind of felt like the week flew by because I took a, a day off, so that's always good. Uh, so short week. That week, short week this week, so can't complain. How was yours? It's good. I mean, we had a you know quiet week in the house and hung out with some friends and you know did did did, did that whole thing. So um, nah, it's pretty good, pretty 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 good. Uh, those pictures, man, you posted for you know sound like y'all had a fun 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 time. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. She did well. Had a little bit of a hammy uh, towards the last game, but. Uh, Nothing too serious, and so they've got a kind of a break with the weather and that, so we'll be able to kind of stretch it out and get it right, but super, super happy with uh, with her performance, so it was a lot of fun down there. That's good. Well, you see, I have a, I have a couple of housekeeping issues that I need to address. That Indeed. Were, that, that were addressed by uh, the people that listen to this podcast. First of all, first of all, first of all, I need to apologize to our listeners and apologize to the young listeners of this podcast. Uh, I used the F word a little way too much in the last pod. And um, you know who the, the person that, you know, is wanting me to apologize for that, EC? Who, who was that? It's my mother. <laughs> Mom got on you. <laughs> yeah, that just, that just means you got a good mom, man. That's it. Just just reining in a little bit. That's yeah, all right. I made the mistake of uh, telling my mother that I, you know, that now I'm a part of a podcast, and um, I didn't really think my mother knew how to download podcasts, much less, <laughs> oh. much less anything. So you know, she started listening, and uh, after the last podcast, I told her I was like, "Look, mom." I mean, she's like, when she told me that, you know, she. Started listening to my podcast, and she's like, uh, she's said, you know, <coughs> um, I'm going to start listening to your podcast when I cook breakfast, and blah, blah, blah. This is last weekend. I was like, well, Mom, I just want to let you know, um, be careful, because the fact that, you know, I'm starting to cuss. But I did, I did apologize for it. And, okay, and then, you know, time, you know, time went by, and she's like, she had texted me, she's like, I'm listening to your podcast, and... You're not cussing that much. It's not that bad. I was like, "Well, wait for it." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so I get a I get a text message from my mother with the with the 
text is, I finally heard the F, the emoji, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so, I don't know if I should say, you know, I forewarned you, or should I just feel guilty the fact that my mom, you know, heard me just going off last week. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, I felt more, I feel more guilty about me saying that on the podcast last week than I anything ever that I've put it through in my life, which is I've been arrested three times, you know, <laughs> three times, I want to say three times, you know, I've, uh, you know, done horrible things, but I think I felt the worst last week about saying the F-bomb on, uh, on our podcast and her having a having to listen to it so that's the first thing the second the the second advice that she told me was that i need to apologize to you ec i need to say that um i cut you off one too many times last week and but i mean i have i have an excuse for that what's um, that doctor uh, give it to me <laughs> yes 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 I, I have an excuse because i'm way too passionate about the Paul Pogba thing. I am way too passionate about it. I would, I, 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 honestly, I would say I'm more passionate about the Paul Pogba thing than I am with uh, my own marriage. And uh, you know, um, just kidding, honey. I, I don't need blue chew, but um, <laughs> but I'm more passionate. I was passionate last week, and I did cut you off. So uh, I do apologize to you, EC. Well, first of all, I accept your apology. Thank you. And I want to say to all the listeners and to Miss Della Rosa, that's just me and my friend talking. So it, the, the podcast is going to get heated. That's because we're both passionate about what we're saying. So if one of us gets cut off, guys, just understand it's just two friends going at it. That's what we're supposed to do. So don't feel don't don't stop cutting me off. And don't don't stop. <laughs> being you is what i would say to that uh, so no i appreciate it brother but listen i know you have known you for 11 years and your passion is real i love it so you just keep doing you thank you thank you and uh i, I, really can't, help, I, can't, I can't help you with mom now that, that you're on your own there <laughs> but 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 keep being you hey, you see she takes care of my kids what can i say all i can say is <laughs> She picks my kids up from uh, daycare. She picks my kid up, my kid up from private school. So uh, all I can say is, yes, mom. Uh, I will stop cussing as much as I can. <laughs> last piece, last, last, last piece of housekeeping, and this is brought up by one of our listeners, and I really appreciate all the input this listener this listener has given to me. Um, is the fact you see, he feels that uh, I might need to change my name. He feels that uh, when I say, when I introduce the podcast as Jesus and EC, he feels that uh, when I say Jesus, it sounds like I have a lot of phlegm or it's a lot of German, you know, in, in my throat when I say <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right. So I'm going to give you a little backstory. See, I'm going to kind of like pull the, you know, pull the curtain on, on my life's, uh, life's, uh, life's history. Okay. You probably don't know this. Um, I grew up, um, you know, my said my name's Jesus. Uh, I have a middle name, Rodolfo. Um, but when I was younger, 
when my babysitter, since my middle name is Rodolfo, uh, she used to have a kid named Rodolfo as well, and they called him Dolphy. And and, and, and and it kind of turned out that they call me Duffy, right? And this is kind of something that I uh, I kind of pondered pondered for the podcast is Duffy and EC, but I didn't want um, I didn't want uh, <coughs> you know people to think that you know I'm we're fake, you know I'm trying to make up a name. But when I was younger, um, my babysitter you know started calling me Duffy. Uh, her daughter was my preschool teacher and obviously when she knew me as Duffy it came to you know preschool and then the people in preschool call me Duffy then it went from elementary to middle school to high school to you know I started trying to cut it off during college but unfortunately my college friends that I met hung out with my high school friends that were in college that were there in A&M so my college friends started calling me Duffy. So the only time in my, my, my whole life that I've actually been called a Seuss is in my prof- my professional life. Um, so I didn't want people to think that if I go by Duffy on this podcast that um, that I'm, you know, faking a name, that I'm just trying to, um, you know, trying to, you know, um, you know, placate to the, to the, European masses. No, no, no. I do have a nickname as Duffy. I don't really feel comfortable like going by that, but uh, on this podcast, but we'll see, right? Uh, also, uh, since my real name is Sesu, uh, Rodolfo, I grew up with my family name, right? My family called me Ofo for Rodolfo or Ofito. Uh, those are my nicknames. And those are the only nicknames that I go by. It's either Jesus, Duffy, Ofo, Ofito. I don't go by Jesse, that's my father. I don't go by Chewy, that's my father. Um, but I'm going to put that question out to the to, to our listeners. Do I need to change my name? Do you think I need to change my name? Is my name Jesus too harsh? Uh, but it's all fun and games. We don't, I mean, uh, I just want to know what your opinion is. So you give me your, give me your opinion on our socials. Um, we'll, we'll put the socials out there at the end of the podcast. You hit me up, you, you know, you tell me what we, um, what I, what do you think I should do? And, uh, Hey, maybe, maybe I might uh, go to the courthouse and legally change my name to what you think I need to do. All right. You see, let's get, let, let's get to the, let's get to brass tacks news, football news. The biggest football Indeed. news you see came at the end of last week, right? Yeah, some uh, some big news. You talking about before the game? What are you talking about? I am talking about Man City two year Champions League ban. EC. that's what I'm talking about? about. That's the biggest news, pretty much that has happened within the past. I would say since the last time our pod has been on. I think Man City the two year ban. Um, what do you think about the fact of the many possibilities of us getting a top four position now, getting more players? Getting actually Pochettino, if the, the case is we um, we are in, I guess in the position. I'm what do you say? If if that's what we want in the total in the total culmination of what happens with the season, if Pochettino is the prize, um, the result of Man City not having uh, have having a two year ban, and is actually Man City going to have that ban? Because we've we've seen in the past when they had the uh, transfer uh, um, transfer ban, 
they got it reduced to like what half a season. So do you think this two year ban is going to upheld uphold? Um, and I mean, what what benefit do you think it's going to have for us? I think it upholds. Um, I, I should say I hope it upholds anyway, but I, I think it will. Um, I'm hopeful that it will. I think that it's definitely going to benefit a club like us and where we're at right now. Um, top four, or you can call it top five this year, is completely within reach. Um, completely within reach. If you look at the next fixtures around us, uh, Chelsea Spurs. Um, <clears throat> Chelsea, again, have an opportunity to drop points. Um we play, I believe, Watford. We got a chance to pick up some points. They're down at the bottom of the table, kind of fighting it out uh, at a relegation battle. So, this is beautiful. It was. I was. <laughs> it's. It couldn't have happened to a better team <laughs> to be Man City. <laughs> it's just you just gotta laugh a little bit because uh, they're hooking us up. But yeah, no, it's it's in our it's within our reach as far as uh, next year goes, because I I do feel like. It's right there, and I think they're going to grasp it. I think as long as he sticks to this formation, we'll talk about that later, um, I think we'll grasp it. Um, and then if we do, that, in my opinion, will attract the the, the, the star players of the world. Um, I think we can get the star players in. Um, honestly, I, I, I hate to say it because you know how I feel about Ole, but... I think he's going to stick around if they get Champions League. Um, they're just going to reward the guy. <clears throat> I know Poch wants in, and I think he wants in with United. But uh, I think if 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 Ole gets top four or five, um, I think they're going to give him one more run, at least one more, maybe even two windows. Um, I don't want to see that for him. I'd rather see him leave on his own terms. It's not going to happen, though. He's got too much pride. Uh, and for him to have fought through all this stuff, let's just say he makes it through last 12, 13 games and they get Champions League. He's not going to want to take off. He's going to want to see out next year. So I, I think we can do it. I hope we do it. And I think that the ban will definitely be upheld for two seasons. And that's what I'm worried about, actually. The fact that is is the ban going to be upheld because the fact of what's happened in the past with Man City. Yeah. I think there. Are, I mean, I think there's new allegations. Was not. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember when it, when it happened. Um, they're looking at two, about, almost going back to 2016 of irregularities in their transfer market and what the what, uh, what they're willing to pay. And this is. I mean, I'm not. I know we talked about the Glazers two two pods ago, right? And we talked about yeah. the the Saudis and the money that they're going to be bringing in and the in, you know the influx of uh, all that. Right. But what I'm what I'm very worried about, EC, what I'm very worried about is the integrity. You know, like what I talked about on that podcast. Uh, we see it with the, their ownership. Uh, are, are, will Manchester United be in the same position uh, as Man City if we do take? Blood money, and I'm 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 going to use that blood money, but whatever. Um, but getting back to Poch, I think um, there was a really big possibility of Poch actually going to Man City uh, because it was already rumored that Guardiola wanted. Since he does not win the league, there was already rumored that Guardiola's on the way out uh, on his own terms. He didn't want to get fired, so he was willing to quit Man City. So. Uh, but no, I know he's already come back in the news and said that he's he's in for the long haul, and 
What? Well, but what do you think with the players? The players are with Man City. Are, do you think that they'll leave? I don't think they'll leave. I think they'll stick around. I think he's built something really good. Um, I think they want to play for him. I, and if, if he stays, uh, I think they'll definitely they'll definitely hang out. Is it going to be tough? Absolutely, because you got Kevin De Bruyne still in his prime. You got Jesus still in his prime. You got a lot of guys uh, that are on that team that are in their prime that want to play Champions League football. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. It, it, it's going to be a deal where they're going to really have to do some soul searching and they're going to have to really look at, you know, what have we already accomplished? What do I want to accomplish in my individual career? Remember, City hasn't won Champions League. So that's obviously something that that team knows that they want to do. So it won't be easy. But I think if he stays, which I think he will, um, I think everybody on the team is going to stick around. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The demise of Man City would... Uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> It'd be so, beautiful, right? It would. I mean, and because the fact of the way they built it, they right. built it organically. And I know you kind of laughed at me two pods ago when I said I want it built organically. I want my club to build organically. You look right. at you look at Man City's roster and count. You can probably count on two fingers how many English players are on the team that actually start and play. Right. No, they brought a lot of people in. And I think, you know, even the pitch, it's it's a, you know, made up pitch. And they even I've heard rumors, obviously, I've never been, but I've heard rumors that even their chants are put through the speakers. And it's not really uh, the crowd all the time. But I think for me, it's it's more or less like, look, yes, it is bought, but they got it done now. I'm back to bottom in the butt. Obviously, look at them. They're they're literally going to be in second place, and it means nothing. So when you start dealing with those type of folks, and I'm not trying to talk crap about all Saudis. I'm talking about the cats that bottom. If they're doing dirty stuff, man, it's going to come to light. You may you may have a run of three, four, five years and get a couple championships and bring in some great players. But look at them now. I mean, you just brought up a great point. These guys, when they play this type of soccer – they're not playing to just win the Premier League. They want to win Champions League. They want to play in these games that they're playing today and yesterday. So it's difficult. It's going to be very difficult for a lot of these guys in their primes to go, you know what, I'll just stay at City where the weather's great and and not and also not play Champions League uh, soccer. So they got a lot of decisions they're going to have to make. Pep, like you said, I mean, he can go to, to, to PSG, go to Juventus. He can go to any, pretty much any club he wants to and, and have Champions League soccer. So it's not going to be as easy as people think. No, it's not. And uh, this is where, excuse me, with uh, Man City, I don't think with the money that they're, they're pouring in, I just don't feel that as, as, a, as a club that they're going to rebound as quickly as <clears throat> we can, right? With our future, with our, with our with our past, I mean, because we've been in we've been in how many Europas since since Sir Alex left? Um, we've been Champions League Europa, Champions League Europa, Champions League Europa. Um, can City do that? Are they willing to wait? Are they willing to be us? Because I mean, we uh, we were in Europa and we we bought Paul Pogba. Uh, we spent the money for that for him. I mean, it's, um, we'll, we'll talk about Paul Bogle here in a bit. Um, but, you know, are, is Man City, 
gonna are, is is he, are they gonna attract? Are they gonna overspend like us? And that's a big question. Uh, next question. <clears throat> Luke Shaw gave an interview to well, I forgot who it was. Uh, the Sun, the Mirror. I don't know one of the Sky, whoever. Uh, but yeah, I mean he, he actually put blame on the players of letting Ole down. Do you agree? Well, I think when when these guys speak, you have to take it uh, very seriously. You can't say, well, Fred said what he, he says, but Shaw says what he says, and, and we just can't take it, you know, seriously. We got to take it seriously. If if he if Shaw feels that way, then he's seeing something or he's hearing something. Um, it does he mean training? Does he mean playing on, on, when he, when they're picked to play? Does he mean after the game interviews? Um, are there tactics that all he's implementing that people just aren't following? Um, that you can go a lot of directions with what Shaw said. I respect what Shaw said because he's there. He's there every day. He's at practice. He plays in the games. Um, and so I, re- I respect what he said. I hope um, that these guys are given it 110%. Um, based off of the last game that I saw, uh, I saw a team – they didn't play very well, but when they had their chances, they took them. Uh, and so, you know, for me, um, you know, you hope that they're not quitting on him. You hope that he doesn't, he's not implementing these tactics and they're doing their own thing. Um, but, but I, but for me, I wish they could have broke it down a little bit more so that I could really understand, you know, what he means by, uh, you know, players quitting or, or, or not playing as hard for him. <clears throat> You want my opinion? <laughs> Absolutely, baby. What you talking about? Well, that's, that's why I gave you that pause. What you, get, get, it, get in there. Get in there. What you got? Uh, well, well, you see, I guess this is going to um, protrude or elude or whatever ude you want into our next into our next topic. But I just want to gloat a little bit. You see, I just want to gloat. Um, Mr. I just want to gloat about the Paul Pogba, you know, pod that we had. I just want to let you know that I was right, and I'll always be right about Paul Pogba. <laughs> uh, and I think um, Mr. Luke Shaw's comments in that interview uh, backed me up. And also, EC, if our viewers, or listeners, I'm sorry, uh, don't already know... Mr. Emilio Riola, which is Paul Pogma's henchman, uh, aka agent, has already went out there on on social media. He's he's been on uh, radio stations. He's been on oh God knows what else. Already basically <laughs> coming out and reaffirming the fact that Paul Pogba has not one inkling does not want one inkling to do with Manchester United. And you tell me different, EC, please. So this is this is what I think. Especially especially when it comes to Paul. And I and I can you can reference uh two players. You can reference Lukaku and you can reference Ashley Young. Paul Pogba for those of you for, for if you if you're not a United fan and you're listening, soccer player it's a little bit different from say, you know, football or say a basketball or, or, or any of your American sports. These guys can pretty much at each year say, you know what, I'm trying to leave. And Paul Pogba did that last season. 
and told the club, I don't want to be here anymore. They don't have to do this, right? Because he's under contract. He's actually under contract for two more seasons. So they don't have to, to let you go. Even if you say you want to leave, doesn't mean they get to let you go. Now, Lukaku said the same thing. However, he did it differently. He whined, he bitched, he moaned, and they let his ass go. Ashley Young wasn't playing, didn't have what he wanted, started bitching and complaining. They let his ass go. For me, when a player tells me, hey, look it, guys, I, I know you love me. You brought me back. You gave me all the money in the world. I don't want to be here. You got to let him go. I don't know why they didn't. I'm not an agent. I'm not a coach. I'm not, I'm not involved, obviously, in what goes on and what doesn't. But that, to me, was the first strike in the relationship. We got to remember, when you sign pen to paper, it's a relationship. It's not a, we own you, as Riola said. That was the, one of the dumbest comments I've, I've heard in a long time. It's not a, we own you. It's a, you and I are going to go into a relationship where I play for you and you in turn coach me up and hopefully improve me to be a better player so that I can have longevity and have a great career. So that's, that to me is where the relationship was fractured because the player didn't get what he wanted. And anybody can, can just put, put yourself in perspective, not of a football player, just put yourself in the perspective of a job and say, say you have a job and someone says, hey, um, we love you. We'd like you to stay for 10 years. Well, five years into it, you go, well, this is not what I expected it to be. I'm trying to get out. Well, that employer, if they have a 10-year contract on you and only five years in, they don't have to let you go. But they're going to know one thing. His heart's not in it anymore. So it's very, for me, when I look at Paul, I know what he wanted before the season started, and that was not to be a United player. However, he stayed. He played. He played injured and he got hurt. Tried to come back too soon, which was stupid. I don't. I compl- I blame both sides because again, he's a man. He knows his body. The physios know him as well. But he came back, played too much. Now he's hurt again. So, for me, the Paul Pogba experience didn't go as well as I wanted it to. We did get some trophies while he was here, and I think that's great. But like I said, when you tell your boss you don't want to be there anymore. He has to understand, and he's they gotta try their best to let let him go. And they did the same thing with De Gea, if you remember, a couple years back when he was just about one foot in the door with Real Madrid, and they blocked it the last minute. So they're they're known for doing that. Um, but but no, I don't I don't. For me, Riola and and Pogba, two totally different entities. He's an absolute idiot who wants to be a superstar, in my opinion. That's why he's going on Twitter. That's why he's going on radio stations apologizing about his dumbass comments. He needs to understand that he's an agent, not a superstar. I think he thinks he is, and I think that's why he keeps running his mouth. Go ahead. All right. Well, a lot of things you just said and a lot of things I want to comment on, but obviously you've been listening to Glass Joe's opinion um, on why <laughs> of your opinion about Paul Pogba. <laughs> Glass Joe said pretty much mirrored the same things that you said um, about blaming this on Manchester United and Paul Pogba. Um, um, Paul Pogba wanted to leave in year two. Paul Pogba has had his had his sights on Real Madrid. His agent went out there and said it. Uh, it's been two almost two summer transfers that we've had to deal with the Paul Pogba news, uh, and now it's culminating with Real Real. Real um, sorry. Mino Riola's comments on 
on Twitter about Ola said that all Ola said was Paul Pogba is a Manchester United player. Paul Pogba is not a Mineriola player. And then Paul Pogba had to go on this rant about you said it about owning players and nobody's a prisoner and um, what else? Uh, he, he's an absolute idiot. No, he's an he's a, I mean he's a very you know, he's a big idiot. I think he went on some radio program. I think I sent that to you yesterday regarding um, uh, reaffirming his beliefs that a player is not owned by a club. And he went, well, um, if a club goes pours ninety million, it's to the play the former club that owns the contract and not to the player. I mean, he's he just went on and on and on. But I've always told you this about the, about agents. Agents are controlled by their players, and you cannot tell me that. You can't say that Mina Riola's doing this without the whims of Paul Pogba, without running this by him. It's he's not. Paul Pogba knows everything that Mina Riola is doing. Paul Pogba is in agreement of everything that Mina Riola is saying because of the fact of Paul Pogba is not going to want to tarnish his image and and, and do this. He's not going to say because an agent has. I mean, an agent is only going to do what the player wants him to do, and that's why I said this reaffirms me that Paul Pogba does not want to be with Manchester United. He never wanted to be with Manchester United. And he is the biggest bust that Manchester United has ever signed. Even though he's a re-signing. Paul Pogba is a cancer on this club. And this, the, the culmination of what ha- has happened and the reaffirmation of what has happened um, this past two days of what Mina Riola said uh, it has been the total affirmation of why Paul Pogba is the biggest cancer, the biggest A, the biggest A stain on this, you know, the A, like the scarlet letter on this club is because effective that he does not want to be here. And you could say that he wanted to leave last year. We've always said that he wanted to be the cornerstone of this club. It's been said that when we signed him, that's why we didn't let go. That's why we would rather let go of Lukaku, even though he bitched and whined. We told Paul Pogba, no, I know you want to go, but we want you to be the cornerstone of this club. We're trying to get where you want to go. And you know what he did? He shit on Jose two two uh, two summers ago. He shit on fucking... He, he, I'm sorry, Mom. He shit on um, uh, Solskjaer this year, this summer. And he's shitting on Solskjaer this, this, this January. And that, that is Paul Pogba. He has no integrity as a player. Let him... Let him color his hair. Let him do his workouts. But Paul Pogba, I would sit his ass the rest of the season because the fact of the only the only thing the, the only reason Rio 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 I can't even say his name Mino Riola Mino Mino Riola I'm just gonna Mino uh, Mino Riola is saying this is to you know to build stock in Paul Pogba. For the Euros, if, mean, if Paul Pogba doesn't play the rest of the season, and then he plays in the, in the Euros, I mean, how much? I mean, how much is he gonna be worth? If Paul Pogba is, I mean, Real Madrid is already evaluating Paul Pogba at fifty at fifty million dollars. Rumored today, I think I saw. Um, I think our evaluation is one fifty. So obviously, both clubs need to need to come to the realization: is how much are we gonna sell this guy for? 
get him off our team. Get this cancer. Get this this cancer off our team uh, at, at a reasonable price because I mean he's doing more harm than good. Keep him away, keeping him away from players. Keeping him away from everybody. You don't need this guy. Uh, and his agent has already reaffirmed it. Uh, Gary Neville uh, also went on um, went on a comment on Sky after the match, and obviously Mineriola had a had a retort about it. But and what is Mineriola? I mean, who is he? The guy needs to. The only the only reason I hate the fact of that you know we we what we're saying about Mineriola is because of the fact of that. Holland, he uh, uh, Holland is um, uh, one of his clients, and I think if we do this with Pogba, uh, I think I, I don't want to do business with Riola anymore. I don't think the club should do business. So now that uh, that that's happened, so Holland is out of the question. Yeah, I know. I hope I hope we get Holland. I I, th- I think the buyout clause is at a hundred million. Um, I personally think. Because we got people have to remember, um, the agents and the the managers they talk they talk quite a bit. I I personally don't know if if they have a relationship, but if you listen to the whole, if you read the whole tweet, it does sound like it's a personal like dig at Ole. Like it, it, it seems like Mino is like going directly at him because he said something towards the effect of like you have to look after you, like you're gonna be gone or something like that. Like he knows something more that's going on because they've had personal talks. So I, I hope that um, if we do sell them, we can get like a significant amount. I don't think 50 million is enough. Um, but again, at the end of the day, if the club says, if Real says, hey, that's what we're going to pay, then Man, Man United has to go, nope, we're going to have to look somewhere else. So again, when you're under contract and he's got two more seasons, you got to remember that. They can they can say to this them hey we 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 value him here and another club's willing to give us another twenty five million we'll take it so um, it could be a horrible situation uh, for Paul he could be in a, in a really bad way that's kind of why I really want him to be able to come back and play and play well because again if you don't see anything and all you've seen is like bad play or him being hurt you have to look at it like this if you're a United fan. If he comes back and he balls out of control and helps us win things, when we sell him, he's going to go for a lot more money. So it's double-edged for people that don't like him because they're like, well, I don't want you in my club. We have to sell him at the highest price possible because he's going to help us be able to get the likes of Sancho, the likes of Grealish, the likes of Madison, because they're going to garner a lot of money when they when the summertime comes. So I hope that if he leaves, which I think he's out of here, if we can get 150 for him, plus whatever they give us in the transfer window, because if we can make Champions League, that's TV money. We can go out and spend money on these kids and maybe even bring in a a Holland with Sancho, with Grealish, and with Madison as well. Because I think we need about four or five uh, more players to to get us where I think we could be contesting for Champions League on a consistent basis. So it sucks. Uh, Riola needs to shut the hell up. Pogba hasn't said anything in a long time. I hope he comes back for the city game. We would definitely need him for that game because um, those guys are definitely they're they're definitely desperate to get back into to winning graces. But yeah, I want him to I want him to fight for two reasons: one, so that we can win, and then two, like I said, if he goes and he plays well, that's gonna just it's gonna up his stock, if you will. No, I mean, 
obviously you want to sell at a high price, but for what, again, maybe I'm being very, very vindictive. We have two years on this contract. Yeah, he still has two more years, and so they can they can pretty much go, nah, 50, 50 M's, nah, we're looking for 75, 100. And so they can screw it over more, and then, like, we haven't heard uh, anything from him yet. Just imagine if he doesn't get sold this summer. It's going to be Pogba FC. Like, that's all you're going to no, hear about no, no, no. all it's, summer. It's not going to be Pogba FC. No, it's not. If they no, don't no, sell him, it no, will. No, no, no. No, sir, you have not, you have not listened to what uh, my proposal my proposal is you're gonna pay Pogba, you're gonna pay Paul Pogba weekly what he's owed, and he's gonna watch every game from home for the next two years. What do we get out of that? That doesn't matter. You prove a point, and and this is the thing. No, 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 no. no. This is the thing. No, and this is uh, honestly, you see, and you listen, listen to me, listen to me, please. This is where this is where the clubs take the power back from the players, because the past few years. The past, actually, what? It's been pretty much from 2010. No, no, probably a little before that. Players have had control of the clubs. Do you, do you agree with that or no? I think that the players have a lot more control because their salaries are stupid. Exactly. That's not that's not okay. the players' fault, though. No, exactly. No. <laughs> now you're getting where we're getting. We're going to get, I mean, yes, we're going to take the hit of Paul Pogba's uh, wages. It's like 200,000 200, a week or something stupid. I mean, how much are we it, paying How much are we paying on uh, Alexis Sanchez's contract now? I mean, 400. Though, no, even though, he's pay, even though he's playing for Inter. 400. No, I know. I know. I mean, so. And what, what I'm is, saying, we can't, add, keep, this, we this can't add, just this, keep on paying players that don't play for us. That's not good business. Well, how many? Okay, on, the, on what good business is? How many ex ex managers uh, contracts are we paying for still? We're still playing for uh, Moyes. Okay, we uh, we, we just paid Moyes off. Business. Oh yeah, That's good business. Okay, I just want to. I mean, we could tack on a little bit more to the the shit we owe. You know what I mean? It's I'm just not, saying, uh, we don't want to add to the debt. I mean, for this, I would to prove a point. To prove this point. No, no, no. To prove a point to Pogba and Minariola is you're going to sit your ass on the bench. Not even the bench. You're not going to even show up. You're not going to even get game time. So you better hope fucking, you better hope, um, you better hope the French national team have a year-round freaking uh, training camp that you can go to because you're not going to go anywhere else because you'll be in breach of contract. You'll be in breach of contract and you owe us money. And... Let him wither away for next two years, and then let him go on a free. If he's I, gonna, no, 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 if, he, if he's going to be the way he is, if he's going to be the way he is, because Mino Riola is going to want to, yes, he's going to want to sell him for the max price, but Mino, he's going to want to sell him, force the move, force us to, you know, for to accept two overpaid players of Real Madrid and a, a set price of fifty million. That's that's the whole thing. It's it's. They're, I mean, they're going to force the move to give Manchester United the shitty-ass deal, and it benefits Paul Pogba. So fuck Pogba, fuck Minariola, outsit his ass for two years, and let him wither in the bench. Just out of spite. Just out of spite. So now you know the kind of person I am. I am a very vindictive person. 
So my wife, if you're listening, uh, you know what happens if if you ever do anything to me. <laughs> well, well, I think United is going to say, look, he already wanted to leave. He clearly his 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 agent is has is is mentioning things in the news to where you'd think he wants to leave. I don't think United has the cachet like we used to to be able to sit on someone who's getting 200 grand a week just so that they can say, if you do this to us, we'll sit you and you won't get to play. They've got to move on. Paul Pogba is a good player. Mini Riola is obviously a good agent, but at the end of the day, they're just two guys. The club's going to move on. At the end of the day, Pogba's going to retire one day. Mini Riola is going to eventually retire one day, but Manchester United will live on forever. We have to move on. We have to get off the, the experiment. They tried it twice, didn't work. You know what? Who cares? You move on. You go on to the next. You say, hey, Bruno's the next best thing for us. He's going to be great. We're going to bring in more players as well. Uh, we've got young guys that are there that are starting to kick on. But, you know, when I look at Paul, for me, when I look at Paul Pogba, I, I always look at it when I do with any player in any, in any league, any sport that I look at. Those players are temporary. The club is forever. If you don't want to play there, awesome. Free agency dictates that we'll be able to get you out of here for something. We should definitely get $100 million for, for him. I think Real is definitely out of the runnings because they've already said you can cut that right in half, right off the top. He, he's not going to take that. So we get 100 We get what we can get from this TV money that we're going to get because we're going to get top four or five. And we go out and we get four to five badass players and we kick on. And then, and then, and then that's it. That's, that's, that's what you do uh, when, it, when it doesn't work out. We've, we've had great players. Ronaldo had to leave. Beckham had to leave. It, it happens. So once they say, hey, I'm ready to move on to greener pastures, take off. Have a good time. Good luck to you uh, in whatever you do. We're united. We're going to kick ass with or without you. Well, enough about uh, my uh, my jilted lover syndrome with Paul Pogba. Uh, hopefully, that's the last time I have to talk about him for the remainder of this podcast until we sell this dude. But, you see, you see, you see, you see, I uh, got some exciting news. I don't know if you got to watch, but we beat Chelsea. Oh, what a great game. What All a right? great... What a, what a game. We... So you know how you watch games, you start evaluating oh, players and that off. stuff. The whole first half, I was pissed off. We played so bad the first half. You're just you're just thinking to yourself, why? You know, we try to enjoy your you try to enjoy your day, and then here comes United, just ready to ruin it. And we get that goal late, and I'm thinking, okay. And I don't know how you feel, but every time we score, I always think, well, you know, Chelsea will score. They'll they'll equalize. And I and I literally sit and I wait and I'm like, okay, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? And it's like, lo and behold, VAR just comes and just helps me out so much. Go ahead. I think we. I mean, like you said, I think we should have been three nil down, probably to what twenty fifth minute. We Dude, that striker was horrible, was he not? What? The guy with the with the with the break. What's his name for Chelsea? Williams. 
No, 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 no. The one that had the open shot. Oh, God. He's playing for Tammy Abraham. What is his freaking name? He missed an open shot. Batchwile. Oh, gosh. What a horrid game. Two two chances where he did. I mean, didn't even hit the. Didn't even make the hair do a damn thing. You got to be praising the gods that Abraham was not in that game. And for whatever reason, he doesn't like uh, Giroud because Giroud would have scored those chances, man. Let's just be real. I'm going to get to that here in a bit. Yeah, so I just we got we benefited from a lot. We played like crap, but listen, we took our chances. I know you don't rate Tony right now, but man, what a freaking header that was! It was, it was absolutely amazing. I, I talked. Come on, it's a world class header. What the fuck? No, no, Ronaldo scores world class headers. That header was amazing. I don't. I don't like the Juan Basaka that much going forward, but man, he put his defender no. on skates and crossed that ball and was beautiful uh, for that first goal. That's so a, that's the question I want to ask you. Yeah, was that was that, was that score uh, more of a Juan Basaka? Juan Basaka? Juan Basaka? I sound like an old man, right? Juan Basaka. <laughs> um, Juan Basaka putting in the work, or is it Tony just getting a lucky header, lucky flick? No, I think Wambasaka definitely uh, crossing it in. But man, if you look at the replay on that, he put that exactly where he needed to put it. And goalie had no chance. So um, for me, it was it was unusual because Tony doesn't get in the box as much as he should, especially being a number nine. Um, but he got in the box, out jumped. Time out, time out, time out, time What did you say again? Repeat that. Repeat, <coughs> repeat that to the masses. I just want to hear. I want the masses to hear what you just read. What you just said. For me, if you watch Tony play, he does not get in the box as much as he should if they're going to play him at the number nine. And they do and, play him at the number nine. And they, played him, and they played him at the number nine, and he probably had the worst game I've ever seen him play. And I'm thinking to myself, what is Wambasaka doing down there trying to dribble around <laughs> the defender? And he gets, he gets free, and I mean, the ball couldn't have been any better. And Tony outjumps his man and just puts a beautiful, beautiful touch on the ball. Keeper had no chance. I don't really rate the, the Chelsea keeper, by the way. I think he's been the number two for forever. But he had no chance. Um, the momentum was there. I just, I just freak out with this team because I'm like, man, they're gonna, eat, they're gonna let let up a goal. Um, and so, I just was not happy with our overall performance in the first half. But we did create some chances. Tony actually had a chance with his left and totally missed everything uh, there in the first half as well. Um, and so. That was a big a big chance that he had, but no, I I was just completely happy. My my I I basically had to close the door. I was screaming so loud uh, after Harry scored his goal uh, there in the second half because we just haven't had a someone that can cross the ball like that. I can't even remember since well, when well, Bruno just. Well, no, no, no. We'll get in the second half here, but yeah, let's yeah. Do, let's do first half first, right? Yeah. I don't know what what uh, Lampard Lampard's thinking with uh, sitting Kepa, but you're right. What um, what Tony scored? It was my opinion. It was it was a luck goal, but I think Wambasaka made it happen because I you know I have my feelings about Tony. Um, I mean because you saw it during the first half, man. It, Bruno had to tell Tony where to go. You know what I mean? This guy, this this new guy, I had to tell a uh, guy that's been there since what Van Hall? I'm gonna say four years, probably four years, right? 
Yeah, at least at least four. Hey, he like, played, he played horrible. It was I mean, a bad game. He was like, dude, go there. He's pointing. Hey, you didn't go there. He's pointing where he needed to go. I'm like, where? I mean, are you? Do you not? I, I mean, I don't, again. My, that's that's why that's why I said Holland was a huge miss. He needs to play out wide. But go ahead. Sorry. Because if we had a striker, I mean, I, I can't. I, if you look at look at what happened the last what five minutes of the game, and we actually bring a striker on, <laughs> this guy creates enough space to create a chance, and he's on the we'll pitch get for to it five here in a bit. You see, don't no, minute. It's a tease. It's a tease. Come on. So, we're just talking about the first half. So for, for me, for, for me, if you look at Tony, I he, he had a couple of good touches, a couple good passes, but if you look at how many times the ball would be played right to his feet and he would just lose it, or the ball would get played to his feet and he tried to hold up and he would lose it. It's probably one of the worst halves I've ever seen him play. And so for him to get that goal, I just thought, man, he didn't give up. I, I literally was thinking to myself, sub his ass out. Just get him out. Just get it, get him off. But then he scores the goal. I'm like, you know what? He didn't quit. He went up and fought for the ball. Great, great cross. But to win, to win the header and to put it where nobody else could get it, you gotta, you gotta take your hats off to him. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I don't think it was luck at all. I think he has that in him. I just think that for him to play the number nine, like I've said before. It's not him. Can he do it when, when you have to have someone do it? Yeah, when you have to. But I think naturally he needs space. He needs to turn into space, and then he can create either off a of pass or he can go past you. He has that in his he has that in his game. Well, I mean, I guess it reaffirms what Stevie Nichols said, right? He's going to score a goal once every three games. Spectacular goals, uh, if you want if you want to say that. James, non-existent. I, I didn't rate James in the first half at all. Oh. I mean, it was just... He was, he was horrible. Yeah, he, he was so bad. I'm starting to get on your bandwagon with James. Um, oh. yeah. He doesn't need to play for us, man. He he can. I'll, I'll give him this. If you, if you want to, and you want to play him with 15 minutes left so he can run at someone because the defender's tired, fine. But, man, he has no technical no switchy twitch play no trickery he doesn't know how to play combinations i just i'm gonna kick it into space and i'm gonna go run and get it that's yeah. not that you can't do that that's championship football this is the premier league i'm sorry man I, I another horrible game for him yeah i hope this is the last time we have to talk about that but uh, i didn't rate him uh i think it was just very disappointing in the first half uh, the Maguire head card, red card possibilities. He, do you think um, you think he's gonna get punished by? Well, obviously he hasn't got punished by the FA, but what do you think about the possibility of him getting a red card in the first half? Should have been a red card. I mean, we dodged so many bullets that game. I mean, <laughs> when you look at the you look at the play live, you're like, why is Chelsea getting so a bit out of shape? Like he just <laughs> slid down. I'm like, why are they freaking out? You know, sit down. And then they show the replay, and I'm like, oh, he kicked him right in his balls. That's horrible. He totally extended. Pre, pre, Post-match interview, he totally lied about what he did. Just We just dodged a bullet. I mean, if you look at the, the Son sending off, it was the same thing. Yeah. When Son gets sent off for, for, for uh, Spurs, it was the same thing. He kicked the guy. He, <laughs> he raised up. 
you know, that's not a natural reaction to someone falling on you. It's just not. So I, I, I don't buy any of that. We just, we dodged so many bullets. And that was one of them. That was the first one. Because, man, we go down 10 men. I mean, we lose probably our best defender. I mean, uh, for me, we're looking at hopefully getting a draw. Hopefully. At that point. But he stays in the game and we dodge a bullet. And off to the races we go. Nah, man, he was James Bond after that. I mean, he's cool as shit. I mean, he's cool as he is, like Shaft, whatever, man. He just, like, he played it off. Like, you know what, I didn't do anything. Uh, whatever. But, yes, he did, reserve, he did deserve a red card. I have no doubt about that. Um, and I, what, I was very surprised that we have not heard anything from the F.A., that he's going to get reprimanded post fact, right? Because usually, yeah, usually the FA kind of reviews these things and then they look at it again. And they're like, "Well, no, this dude needs to be suspended." We have not heard anything, so you know what, Harry Maguire, <laughs> I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a clap. That's a very James Bond move. So, <laughs> I mean, seriously. All right, EC, let's get to the let's get to the second half. Yeah. So. So I think uh, the second half, man, we're up one. I'm thinking to myself again, if we can just get another goal, because I feel like at any moment Chelsea could score, because they did have a lot of possession and they did create some chances. Um, and so we kept getting corners. We kept getting corners. And I'm thinking, man, we got like three corners at this point, maybe four, I think, at, the, at that, that time. And um, I just, I think Bruno, matter of fact, I think he might have hit the post second half, wasn't it? Or no, that was first. No, it was the second half. Second half, yeah. So he hits the post, and I'm thinking, damn, we almost scored right there. Uh, and then, again, Bruno's foot comes through for us again, and then Maguire's huge head. Finally, he scored like a million goals with Leicester City with his head. He finally comes through for us, scores a goal. We're up 2 nothing, and I'm thinking, all right, man, look. I'm still nervous because I'm thinking if they do, if they do score one late, maybe they equalize because I just – I hate to say it, but it's like we get up and I'm always thinking about, okay, they're just going to come back. They're going to come back. So we scored that second goal. I was a little bit more confident. Um, obviously, Chelsea woke up and put Giroud on. I don't know why he didn't start, but, hey, neither here nor there. But uh, VAR comes through again, and a pinky toe saves the day, and he's offside. And I, and I think it wasn't offside. I think it was clearly an offside. I think that's the only thing for me that VAR really should – be involved in because I feel like with Chelsea, even with Chelsea's goal, um, you know, they're going back and forth. People push, people, you know, do things, but I just feel like, you know, VAR should really only be there for, for offsides because it's getting to the point where the referee really shouldn't even be there. Just kind of have the two guys on the end, you know, and, and, a, and, a, and people sitting in the van watching the game. So I was again, not completely impressed with, what we were doing, but I felt like we played a better second half than we did a first half, if that makes sense. I feel like we had, you know, we won more free kicks. Um, like I said, we had almost scored from one. Um, but to get that second header, I've, I've probably watched that replay like 20, 30 times now of Maguire from different angles um, from Bruno's free kick. It was just a uh, corner kick. It was just, just awesome. What did you think about it? Well, I mean, well, getting back to a lot of what you said, the Zuma goal. Did Fred push on Aspiliqueta? Absolutely. He did, right? 
Absolutely. So, so VAR got that wrong. VAR, for the people that don't, are not uh, familiar, is video assistant referee. It's same thing that we have in in, in the states. It's a replay. You know, uh, you know, we go to the camera. Uh, they determine that Fred did not push uh, uh, Aspilicueta, which in turn Aspilicueta just shoved. Uh, Williams Brent. in the back, you know, and just so I, I don't think it was enough. I mean, it's it, that that I mean that call, easy. I don't think that it didn't look like Fred exerted enough force to make Aspilicueta push Brandon Williams in the in in the in the in the state that he did. Because Brandon Williams then went out a lot harder than Aspilicueta did, but that—that's where that's where Aspilicueta screwed up, and where Williams didn't. Yeah, they—they they don't. There's no for me. It's kind of an unwritten rule. When you need to get fouled, meaning you have the ball and you're going forward, and you're in a, maybe a bad area, you're you're in an awkward position where they could potentially steal the ball and score, you fall on the ground. Aspilicueta held his feet. And then when he pushed, Williams sold the hell out of him falling on the ground. You couldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. So that puts the referee at a point of like, okay, we got an issue here. Like, I know everyone pushes and, and grabs in the box, but now this kid just went flying. We got to look at it. And you can clearly see it was a full extension of the arm push on both players. But as Blaquetta, if, if he falls down, goal's good. Yeah. He stands firm. Stays on his feet, yep. pushes Williams. Williams goes, "Oh shit! I could have headed that ball, which he might not have. Who knows?" But he fell like he just got shot in the head, and <laughs> here we go. We we got a no goal. So again, I don't like VAR. I don't think they understand VAR yet, which is why I wish they wouldn't use it. But I'll take it. I'll take it because I was thinking at that point, I'm like, "Well, crap! Freaking Zuma scores! You got to be kidding me!" He was on for a couple Substitute. minutes. Substitute. You know what I'm saying? He comes on for a couple minutes and he scores. I'm like, okay, here we go. We're about to lose it again. So, no, once that one went out, I thought, okay, it might be our day. It might just be our day. And then uh, as as luck and as this fate and as the big-ass head of Harry Maguire would have it, we did win the game. All right. Oh, now I have to address this because you keep, you've said it several times. And now I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to actually be a a millennial right now. And uh, you keep saying "big ass head" from Harry Maguire. Yes. And you see, I know you've met me before. You've um, you've um, been around me, you know, several times. But stop saying. I just want to tell the commentators. I want to tell the commentators. Stop stop calling Harry Maguire just because he's a big ass head. Slab meat. <laughs> My meathead, uh, everything, and UEC. I need to accept an apology from you. Uh, I take offense to people that you know that you know. I have a big head, so people don't have to like say, uh, you know, call other people that people have big head, heads, big big heads. Please, I mean, golly, why did what does everybody have to say to say he scored a good header? That's it. Big <laughs> head. That's all you have to say. But you know, you said it. The the, the commentators that day said it. Slap meat header. Um, golly, you know what? The people with big heads 
you know, are, are, are hurting, you know, when people, when people point it out, you know, I just want to, I just, I just want to say, <laughs> well, I apologize for, for saying anything about your head, but Harry's head <laughs> is absolutely amazing. I, I love his big, massive English head because it came through for us big time. And you know what, man, it's, it's not even that it's like, He's had chances like that this season, not and he that. had no, not away. Like that. No, he is not like that. Bruno, put, yeah. but Bruno put put it where we have not had uh, uh, somebody to put it in the box like that. No, he's had a couple. He's had a couple, and and he hadn't. But with, with Lester, it was every time no. you put the ball that close to that dude by the box. I mean, he was scoring. So I just, for me, that's got to give him confidence. That's got to give Bruno confidence. I mean, if you look at Eric Bailly's crazy ass, I mean, he, he's got to be confident in knowing that he's playing next to a, a number one center back. I just – I was really, really impressed with uh, with the way that that team – and I, you know how I feel about Ole, but the way that that team was set up first and second half, to your point, because I think you've been saying this for a while, that 3-5-2, man, that's what's it. That's, that's the formation – this team that when they play their best, they play a three-five-two, and it 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 may be come off as defensive, but they've shown that they can be offensive with it because those wingbacks can get so far forward. So, kudos to you because you've been saying it. I've been saying run the four-three-three. Uh, the three-five-two works. It works for this team, this group of players. I wouldn't change it up. I wouldn't. I would keep it for you know the upcoming matches, but I don't. It probably won't, but man, I, I just I just thought that was really well done on his part. Did you really, feel really a turning fun. point, EC, after maybe even before Harry Maguire scored? There was a there's this change in energy on the pitch. I saw or I felt when it was just the play, the the play up to the ball, everything, and then when Maguire scored, it was just. Um, when Maguire scored, it was just this "let's get after it" kind of like mentality. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you if you saw it. It was just like a different United after Maguire scored. A different team that I saw. Even I mean, even with our substitutes, and I was like, "What the? Fuck? I mean, we're bringing on Pereira. What the hell are we bringing <laughs> Pereira for?" I was like, "Dude, the dude does not need to play." He brought on Pereira. And then he brought in those late substitutes, and I'm like, "What? I mean, really? They're, they're not going to do anything." But there was a certain certain mentality change after Maguire scored that goal that the team just kind of like flipped the switch. It was just like, "Boom, we're united. This is what we're going to do." They dominated the ball after that. Period. Um, it was just amazing. Eric Bai. At first, I mean, I was texting a, a friend of mine during the first match. I was like, the first during the first uh, the first half, and I'm like, he's like, dude, Eric Bailly's doing good. I'm like, yeah, he's playing a little erratic because with Eric Bailly, you have to understand. I was like, this dude's gonna get a red card in the you know in the <laughs> box. I was like, you don't understand. And then I see him in the seventy second, seventy you know seventy two minute. I don't know how he covered so much ground in so little time. To block Kovacic's shot in the 72nd minute, 
He went from like zero to a hundred in a matter of pff, a second. And he blocked Kovacic's shot. I'm like, Eric Bailly, man, this dude, where have you been for the past, what, three years since we signed you? Hopefully you can stay healthy. I mean, it's just, um, <coughs> it's just uh, refreshing to see that. But obviously, you know, we have the, the negative mentality. Is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to help, you know, help our team win? But Eric Bailly, I mean, I mean that, that, that block. Um, you said Giroud came on, right? Uh, and again, I'm going to start gloating a little bit. I'm going to start gloating <clears throat> because we had our podcast, our episode trois podcast. Uh, Eric, uh, Giroud came in and, uh, yeah, he was signal offsides, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of poacher we need. That's the kind of strike, you know, striker we need. We need somebody that's cold-blooded like that. Martial is not cold-blooded. Even though they're both French, Martial can't do that. You say he does it once every three games. Giroud just came on for like, what, two minutes, three minutes? Cold-blooded striker. He does that. He goes for goal. That's it. He stays in the box and he goes for goal. And I, I commend him. Even though it wasn't a goal, I commend Giroud. That's the kind of player I'd rather take Giroud over Martial uh, every day of the week, twice on Sunday, because that's the kind of striker we need. He shows, you know, he shows class. And you tell, you prove to me that I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I think Giroud and Martial, yes, French, but two. I mean, we're we're talking apples and oranges as far as pace is concerned. Giroud, Giroud has to stay in the box. He's not going to make any runs. Uh, 30 yards, 40 yards. That's why I'm saying Martial can play the number nine. Giroud is a number nine. Martial can play the left. He can play up front. He can play on the right. Giroud, you're not putting him on the wing. He has no pace. Giroud's a striker. He's a pure striker. And he did what strikers do. And I, I hate VAR, but that's what it's supposed to do. Even if it's a toe or an elbow, that's what it's supposed to do. I wish that's all it did. I wish they just did offside calls because I'm I'm cool with that. But all of the ticky tack, you pushed here, you did this, or fouls before the goal happened, like fifty yards back behind the pitch. That's all stupid. But no, Giroux, I totally I thought it was a goal. I didn't even think about it twice. I saw the ball come in. He's he's literally between two center backs that are both over six foot, and he gets his head on that ball perfectly and scores an unstoppable day. I didn't even move. Um, that ball went in so fast. But no, I think he's 31, 30, 30 or 31, something like that. So for me, that's the one part. And Lampard's young, young manager, but you, you got to start him. And I think Lampard's whole deal, he, he likes pace. He likes people that are quick. He likes people that are fast. And that guy was, but he can't finish, and he didn't finish. He had two chances where he should have at least tested the goalie, didn't even come close. Giroud, I'm telling you, both. Both of those balls, he scores both of those. No question. The pullback in the six and then the one where he's wide open. There's nobody home. And he just he shanks it. Drew puts that home. So he screwed up there. That's Lampard's fault. I loved every minute of it. Um, I don't know. People were saying afterwards, Ole's got Lampard's number. He might. I don't think he's lost to him at all. No, he's uh, – we have a pretty good he's record. Open. <laughs> 
four and zero. But no, Giroud, Giroud, you got to give it up to him to come on like that, to not be in favor with Lampard, but still to come on and score. Um, sucks for him that that it didn't count, but it's great for us because that was, in my opinion, that was the biggest game of the season. All right, real quick, uh, did do you think Fred deserved the yellow card uh, protecting Martial uh, when Rudiger was trying to pull him up? Um, I mean, you got to read the game. The referee's there. I mean, he sees it. Maybe Fred's kind of antagonizing people by getting over there. I loved it. I think he deserved it. But I think that sometimes we need players to get yellow cards. Um, I think we need guys, like you said, to show some fire, to show mm-hmm. some, some, you know, this is my guy, get out of the way. Uh, I like that type of fight. Um, so, yeah, you, you can give him a yellow card. You're, you're there. You can read it. And maybe the guys are going over there thinking that, we're wasting time and they're wanting to get him up. And, you know, Fred did what I would want my player to do. That's when I looked at that, that's how I looked at it. I'm like, if I'm on the ground and the players on the opposite team are screaming and hollering at me, I want my guy to come over there and tell him to get the hell out of there, get, get the hell out of my face. That's, that's what I would want. So does he deserve the yellow card? Yeah, fine. You know, good thing it wasn't his fifth and he's not, you know, on a band for the next match um, because that would be horrible. But, um, I, I I like that type of fight. We, no, we need those too. type of players. I think he's playing a lot better. I do too. I think that it shows camaraderie amongst yeah. the players. Uh, I think Fred did the right thing. You know, it's like he, hey, he, I mean, it's, I I guess we have a different perception of, as being Americans when we watch this because I think we watch baseball, we watch hockey, you know, uh, even football. I mean, even American football. How we come together and hey, you ain't gonna do. We get the scrums, you know. We're gonna fight. Yep. So I, yep. I, mean, I really, I really, I really like the fact that Fred did that, even though it cost him a yellow card. Nah, whatever. But <coughs> I mean, but <coughs> what Fred did was good. All right. Uh, final question about the match before we get to player ratings, somewhat player ratings. Um, should have only only gone with the for the juggler on his substitutions, or should he sit back like he did? I was fine with the, with sitting back. Uh, Pereira's I, I don't understand that at all. But to bring on Delop, that's fine. I I don't have for me that's the, the only did. thing. That's what you did. Go with ahead. Pereira. That's what he did with Pereira and Delot. He's I mean he kind of sat back and you know. Yeah, but Pereira still tried to get forward. If you remember, he, he still tries to do too much. I don't care. Listen, you cannot, for me, if someone's if someone says, oh, Ole screwed it up and he, we got luck. Like, you just don't like Ole. Like, that's just, let's no, just be I, real. He got that one right. He, he got that one absolutely right. He ran the perfect formation. He put, he, he played the right players. You know, did they all have, you know, nine type games? No, some of them played shit, but the majority of the people he played on defense, midfield, and going forward played well enough. Martial played like crap, but he still got a goal. The midfield, Matic didn't play that well, but he played good enough. Matic played really, or, or Mata, Mata, uh, Fred played uh, the better of the two. Uh, then defensively, you could probably pick three guys from McGuire to to uh, to uh, Baye and even Basaka, who had the assist. They all played well, so Oli Oli got the the tactics right. I don't I didn't like the substitution, but you're up two nothing. You know what? Bring on whomever. I would like to have seen him bring on um, 
uh, uh, Gomez. I, I really think we need to give him a chance, but it's okay. He did. He didn't do that. He he's there at training. He's there at practice. So he knows exactly what uh, what needs to happen in his mind. Um, so no, I, I I thought for me he did a great job in this game. Uh, I thought the formations were fine. I didn't like one substitution. You can't blame a guy for one sub unless it, unless it costs you the game, which I'm thinking to myself, nah, it's it's a wrap. So um, so no, I I think I think we got it right. I mean, I I wanted for, I wanted him to go for the juggler. Uh, I think that's what we need, especially now in this season, this part of the season. I think if we buried Chelsea Forno, uh, bring on Greenwood, bring on a Gallo earlier. Uh, just go for, go for broke. I mean, you have to, you have to prove a point. You have to because we're three points down now. I, we're gonna win, so we're three points behind Chelsea. We're still seventh in the league. It's not even, you know. We with Sheffield, with Tottenham, we're still like behind them. So we need. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't agree with the substitution. I mean, I didn't agree with the substitution. I mean, even if um, e- I, e- even if you think about it, Agala almost scored. I mean, he had a great no, chance. No, so no. it could have been three 0 It could have been three. You know, yes, but we we, thought, we were I, we were trying, but I thought they should have gone for the jugular. Um, they didn't, because obviously Chelsea should have been up three three nil in the first half. All right, enough of the match review. Men of the match, who do you give it to? Uh, it's tough because I really I was really torn between um, Maguire and Bruno. I I do I agree with a lot of the people that were saying Fred was was their guy, but I just. For me, I know he didn't score, but Bruno Fernandez for me was my man of the match just because I felt like even his simple passes, even his his quick touch and move, the way like you were saying to to like the way he's moving veteran players around, the way he's telling people where they need to be, the free kicks that he's taking, the cross that he put in for the for the second goal. Um, I just feel like he affects every portion of our game. Uh, he's kind of like a little mini coach on the field. This is the second time where he's played, where he's, you know, told players what they need to do, where they need to be. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would say Bruno was my man of the match. Who who was yours? The post, the fucking post. That's the man of the match. <laughs> the man of the match is the woodwork, whatever you want to call it. That's what saved us. The woodwork, because effective as it wasn't for the woodwork, we'd be down. So, period, the post, because we got lucky. <laughs> I mean, we really did get lucky this match. Player rating, uh, EC, I grade, uh, grade Bai, Maguire, Shaw, I give him an A+. Plus. Um, Bai, again, I had my questions about him, and I'm very glad he's back. Very glad he's healthy. I really wish this guy can, you know, give us a positive energy forward. Juan Basaka, uh, Fred Matic, Williams. Eh, I give him a, I give him a C, easy, you know. Uh, Bruno, I give him a B, and James Martial, I give him a C. Uh, that's the that's the formation that they ran. 
I just, I just, I think the our back, the back three, kind of saved us, especially Eric Bailly. I agree, and I think he moved Shaw into a position I hadn't seen him play before, and I kind of liked him there. I'm not gonna lie; like he he kind of looked kind of good playing at that center back position. Uh, and then you leave Williams out wide, even though, man, Williams, I don't know, defensively, um, he's not all the way there. He's 19, though, so you got to kind of be kind of wait for that to happen. But, no, I like I liked Shaw. I didn't have any issues with with your ratings. I felt like it was all fair. I mean, you could have probably gave Martial a D if he didn't score a goal, for real. Um, he was that bad, in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, but okay, no, okay get back, getting back to that. Are you starting to come on my side of Martial, like of thinking of where he's he's all smoke and mirrors? No, you're you're way off on Martial, <laughs> and I think I think the reason I think, but it's easy to to do that though because he is playing in a position where, like I said, he can you can put him up there, but I don't what me and you expect him to do. And what he should be doing, you're not going to get that 100% of the time. I'm going to tell you right now, when Wambasaka crossed that ball in there, the last thing in my mind was, oh, Tony's going to be there. So Tony will be right there waiting. That was the last thing on my mind. You see, that's a striker. A striker's supposed to be in the box. I know that, but that's what I'm I'm trying to say to you. He's not a number nine. He can play. He's not a striker, period. He's a winger. No, he, he can, but that's what I'm saying. No. Players, so let, let me just be, for instance, for you real quick, and, you, and, you'll, and you'll agree with this. Okay. When we got Ashley Young, he was a midfielder. When we left with Ashley Young, he was a left back. Players can play different positions. Mm-hmm. They can mature, do different things. They can be skillful and do different things. Even, even just this week, Shaw played center back. So players can move around. You can put them into quote-unquote their natural positions. That's what people try to say. That's his natural position. For me, I want someone that if you're going to play the number nine, you need to be in the damn box. You don't need to be trying to receive the ball just so you can get touches. That's what he does. He he wants to be in the game so bad. He'll go cross back half line just to get a touch. You're a striker. Get your ass in the box. And that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. He's not for me. He's a natural winger because he's quick. He can pass the ball. He can move. He can touch the ball inside. He's tricky. A striker, you just need to connect. You need to catch it, hold it, connect, and move. Get in the box when the ball's going forward and get it and score. That's what he said. And, and to his credit, this week, he got his ass <laughs> in the box. He scored a goal. So, for me, we need to. Igala's a good signing. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna score. Like I think he's gonna yeah, score more, more than five goals before the year's over. But we have to go. If if Rashford plays on the wing, which he should, and 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 Tony plays on the other side, dude, imagine Holland running down the middle for us next season. Imagine you saw the last goal he scored oh, the other day, right? First. He's not gonna play first. Me and Arola, I'm just saying. Just imagine a, a, a natural striker. Natural striker. Yes. Yes, I That's do. what I'm saying. He's not that. He's never been that. I don't know why people are trying to. He's a striker. He got He's not a natural striker. He wants to be. He That's wants fine. to I wanna, be. I want to be a multi-millionaire. Not gonna just happen. Well, I'm you sorry. To... I'm sorry. I'm... No, 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 no. Don't, don't, no, no, 
put this on everybody else but this dude. No, 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 no. He's been at the club already for three managers. Three managers of our, you know, and three managers try to work for them, work with him. What is his best position? And he's been telling every manager what his what his best position is. The dude can't play striker. He's not a striker. I told you he's a winger. Period. And when they put him on the wing, what does he what does he do? He pouts. He's a you know, he does a French accent and he pouts on the fucking wing and that's all he does. I'm sorry. Get him off my team. Get him, sell him for whatever you can. Period. You don't need him. Because the fact of the dude pouts when he doesn't get a position, because he wants to be a striker. He wants to be a number nine. When uh he when uh when Zlatan came in, he pouted. When Lukaku took his number, he pouted. And when they gave him the number 11 to play the wing, and he pouted. And look at him. And then after they got rid of Lukaku, look look what he's doing. So, all right, enough of, uh, enough of uh, Tony, Tony Marshall. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get rid of that guy. Uh, we have coming up, you see, Club Bruges tomorrow. We have uh, Watford on Sunday. But the interesting news is Chelsea plays Tottenham this weekend. So that's two people above us that are vying for points. I think they play on Saturday. Uh, what do you think about Chelsea Tottenham? What's your prediction? Or what's your what do you want? A draw? Or do you want uh, Chelsea to lose so Tottenham can win, gain points, and then hopefully we can win at Watford? Yeah, I want. I want. Uh, I, I. I hope Spurs win. Um, I don't think they're going to. I think the loss of Son is huge. Yeah. You already have Kane. So I. I don't. I just Chelsea need a striker. I mean, if he doesn't start Giroud, he really just hates him. Um, if if Abraham's going to be out, I don't know where the game is. I think it's at Stamford Bridge because I think it's Jose coming back to Stamford Bridge. I think that's the whole storyline. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be tougher. But I don't know. I don't think Lucas uh, is going to be enough up front uh, to, to score the goals. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but, I, no, I want Spurs to completely finish Chelsea off because I think we still have a game in hand with Spurs. And so if they can take care of the dirty work and then we beat them, uh, it just puts us in a better position and it'll move them out. I, I personally, I think Chelsea's already done. I think that game, we, us just beating them at home, huge crowd, night game, Monday night game, only game on, and we beat the shit out of them at home. I personally think it's a wrap uh, for them. But, you know, I'll be watching it. Uh, it's going to be a good game, good atmosphere. Jose back home uh, where he won a couple times. But I hope uh, I hope, I hope Jose's team comes out on top. He's, he's that type of manager, and you know him better than I do. He'll get one goal. He'll just sit back. He'll just hold on to it. So, uh, if Chelsea don't do their thing, or if they don't hurry up, do their thing quickly, which I don't think they can, um, I think Spurs wins that game one nothing. Uh, what do you think? That's, for for us, I think we're three points. Yep. That means Chelsea. I mean Spurs will move up at the above him, right? We yeah, and then we would we would need to win, and then we'd be right there. I don't know, man. It's just the mathematics. That's what I'm it's looking at. Tough. I'm looking at the mathematics because the fact that they're both of, they're both above us. 
So if they both <coughs> tied 1-1, yep. if they both tied 1-1, that would leave us one point behind them, right? If we if we won, if we won, that's the thing. I don't know. That's I don't mean tough part uh, because I, honestly, we're so, we're so inconsistent. We win against the big clubs, and then yeah. we play freaking Watford, and yeah. watch it be a struggle, man. That's yeah, why I'm like, exactly I just right. want one team to win because I don't trust that we're just going to kick off. I hope we do. I think we're going to win the game. But then I sit back and I'm like, why don't we just play the same formation? Why don't we just play the same players? Why don't yeah. we just do the same because damn we're, thing? We're, we're playing Bruges. We're, we're, <laughs> play, we're playing your favorite your favorite tournament uh, on, on Thursday. So that's, I mean, yeah. that's why. Because we're going to waste our players there. So... Um, Honestly, I think Chelsea's going to win. Uh, I don't want them to win, but I think they're going to win. Because, like you said, Son's out. Kane's out. Uh, and, I mean, if you if you saw the post-match interview with uh, Jose after they got beat by Leipzig, I mean, he looked defeated. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, like I said, we're three points behind Chelsea. Seventh in the league. Uh, lineups for tomorrow. I think the next... Uh, Seven games in 21 days, EC. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty rapid. So we have a lineup from our lineup prediction. Do you think we're going soft, or you think we're going hard? No, I think we're going soft. I think we're going very soft. Um, I got Shaw, McGuire, um, Lingard, not Lingard. Uh, Shaw, McGuire, Lindelof. Excuse me. Uh, Delot in the back. Uh, I got. The return of Scott Matomini next to Fred. I've got James on the left, Mata in the middle, Pereira on the right, and Greenwood up front. I like that. I like, I mean, no, it's a- so really, really, you just have Fred and, and McGuire who you can sub them off. And then, you know, when we play the weekend, um, they'll get that rest now if they come start, off yeah. subs. No, no. So that, that's no, what I think it's- they're going to do. I saw I saw that the fact that uh, Lindelof and um, and uh, McTominay were back in training. So no no I mean if they're fully healthy, fully ready, fully ready to go, I I like that lineup. What do you think about for uh, Watford on Sunday? Watford, we go back to the same formation, same top players. I think you sit uh, Lindelof. I think you put Eric back in. Um, I think you put Matic uh, back in for McTominay. Um, I don't want James to play again, so I would put Greenwood there. I I think he understands if he plays this Bruges game on Thursday, which I hope he does, then he rests him. Uh, and then I'm going back with uh, with Martial and then uh, uh, and uh, and Bruno. So what do, you, what, do you see? what do you think about Igalo at the nine? He's a natural number nine. I would and, try it. Then, I would try. I would. And then Martial and Greenwood at the, at the flanks. Do you think that could work? Absolutely. I think. I think it could. I don't know if he's trying to just maybe give him five, ten here. He should definitely play tomorrow. Like, there's no doubt about it. He should get a good, healthy twenty, twenty-five minutes tomorrow. Um, but no, I would love to see it when when I. When I saw us originally get him, that was one of the first things popped in my head was, go ahead and just stick him up there, and then and then let Tony run on the wing, uh, and they can switch back and forth on and off, um, but let him start on the wing. Let let Tony start on the wing because, like I said, 
it doesn't take you can tell right off the bat when he got in the game he understands how to create space for himself. He almost scored, he said. Uh, and, he, and he almost freaking <laughs> He got it tripped up in his feet. And it was so, it was so refreshing. It was so refreshing to me. I'm like, <gasps> I was like, oh, you know, you know, you get that point to where it's like, dude, he almost scored. It's like, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it's being, sympath- you know, sympathetic, but it, the dude had it at his feet. He had it goal. And then obviously, you know, well. He only been on like two minutes, a minute maybe. So I mean, I wish the best for the man. No, I do too. It looks, it was so cool. His first touch was great. He just turned, pivot, kicked off, ran. It was perfect. So I just, I want him to kick off and be great. I think he's going to score some goals for us before the season's over. I hope they keep him. He wants to be here. He wants to be a United player. That's the first start, stepping point. Um, so yeah, no, I would, I would love to see it. I don't think they'll do it um i think they'll go back to the same formation and bring him in late but hell man if he scores tomorrow and all this season he's in form hell maybe he does no i mean let's hope for the best let's hope for the best all right we're uh ending the show with yep. uh ec did you happen to catch the eric Cantona interview on many night tv <coughs> you can catch it on youtube many night tv to subscribe to that uh, but you got, you see, you got gold. You got gold, Jerry. It's gold, Jerry, um, with this interview. This guy, he does not, he does not, not, not let you down when he has an interview. Did you happen to catch that? No, I didn't. I need, I need to check, check it out. Was it any good? Oh, it was good. It was good. He talked about um, the goal against Sunderland, right? You remember that? Yeah. When he uh, yeah. <laughs> when uh, May passes it in there, he does his little, you know, does his little thing. He pings it off the, you know, the other player, and then he chips it over the goalie, right? And he, you know, he just turns around and just he just <laughs> with his pop collar and this this arrogance, right? This this I mean, this this ex- he exudes confidence, and he just says, "It's a rock star." He's a rock star. No, exactly. He's like, no, and he's like, he didn't think anything of it. He, <laughs> what he said was, um, all he could think about was the goalkeeper. Uh, that was a French goalkeeper, Sunderland's, didn't shake his hand before the match that they played together. And he's like, he went to shake his hand. He said he didn't want to shake his hand. So he's like, well, I mean, I didn't really think about it, but I think that's what caused me to, you know, act the way I did, you know, just act this in this, you know, this defiant manner because the the ultimate shame on a goalie is what? A goal like that, right? A pop shot over the goalie. Um, Absolutely. Uh, he said, um, I mean, he went on, it was excerpts from, <coughs> on men on, on YouTube. They're just excerpts. Uh, you remember the, the infamous um, uh, incident at Solar Park, right? When he kicked that, uh, when he kicked that player, when he kicked that fan, kung fu kick, yeah, kung that's why they did kick. that video, man. He talked about it. He talked about it. Uh, he said he doesn't regret it. He says he, I mean, not he didn't really say if he'd do it again, but he said it's something that's defined my life, and not defined my life. He said it's something that you know that I would not would not change my life. And I think a lot of people and us would look back at our past and say, you know, I'll change this, I'll change that. Um, 
But a lot of you, you would obviously say is a lot of things in your past, especially mistakes, have probably made you, you know, have made you into the person you are now. So if he's happy, shit, I mean, that's good. And that goes into the fact that they go and they go to talk about the interview and they had about the uh, when he's getting reinstated. Was it reinstated or is the first interview right after that happened? It was the when Sir Alex was saying about the penalties and you know this and that. And then uh, Eric goes on. He says seagulls follow the trawler. Um, seagulls follow the trawler. As he throws sardines into the sea, right, and everybody's like going trying to break code, you know, trying to you know you know break this code of what is he trying to say? And he said in the interview, he's like, I was, I mean, I wasn't really trying to say anything. It's like I just said it, you know, just because I just said it. I was like, and he even said he was trolling the media when he said it. He was trolling the press because. You know, they're trying to try to figure out what he's trying to say. But, I mean, it's kind of genius. The seagulls follow the trawler as he throws sardines in the sea when he comes compared to what the media wants, right? The media, you throw them something out there, and they, you know, they're, they're you know, they follow you, whatever, whatnot. They latch on to it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the meaning of life, he said. Oh, no. Let's get to the, the what uh, what Manchester means to him. He said uh, Manchester me- meant to him is winning with excitement. That's what he said. He said what Manchester is to him is winning with excitement. And um, I just want to leave it with you because I know I know you're a you're a spiritual person, spiritual person. But he said uh, they asked him what's the meaning of life, and he said life life is like a circus. Uh, God, I can't read my handwriting. Life is like a circus. You do what you do what they say with a smile on your face or something like that. You know what I mean? No, I I want to. I definitely want to check it out. I definitely will. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a. I'm a huge Cantonal fan. But I just the fact for me, anyways. I just respect. The fact that he he was and is who he was like he he never faked it for anyone um for anybody if you guys haven't had a chance to just go on youtube and check out the highlights um if you want to see one of our best strikers a true freaking striker this guy and he embodied it and he did it when we were in our prime uh in the 90s um uh i think he served i think it was an actual like a nine month ban for kicking that fan oh, yeah. uh with that um but but like i said no apologies no regrets in life um lived a, lived lived and is living a great lived a great football life and is living a great life that, uh afterwards obviously now that is true because that dude is i mean he's eccentric people can call him eccentric but the fact of his his uh, to be at the peak of football and just leave it i mean you're exactly right he's he's, he's <laughs> i think he said what he used to love to do after not playing matches, he said, "Make love." <laughs> in, front of, in, in front of a woman, and I know he had bad ones. In front of a woman, woman reporter, and he had no qualms about it. He said, uh, "I love to make love." You know, that's you know, that's a culmination of his um, 
that's a culmination of his career. Um, and also, let, let's hope this is the culmination of this podcast because um, I think we see we've had a good one today. Let's uh, let's reconvene hopefully after after Watford. Yeah, no, for sure. Let's do it. All right, everybody. This should be good. Let's hope we talk about two uh, two victories, <laughs> two wins, right? Bruges and Watford, guys. So we have a lot to talk about. So this yeah. is the Don't Run to Me podcast. I'm Asus. That's EC, and I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Go check us out on social media, folks. We're on Facebook at the Don't Red on Me podcast page. Uh, we're on Twitter at Don't Red on Me. Uh, like, subscribe, share, tweet, retweet. Um, send a message to your friends. Let them know. Do whatever y'all do in the social media world. Um, but just, uh, we'd like y'all to get the word out. We're on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud. Uh, again, a special thanks to Royal with the Ronos podcast. Victoria Montsevice with Alice and Wonderland Food Truck. Uh, she'll be uh, her food truck will be in South Padre Island for the next six months. Her food's amazing. Go so go check her out. And Mark Hutch Ison, aka Baron Von Black, with the South Texas Trainwrecks podcast. Go check that out. And Lucky Diaz, where are you at? The zombies of death Quit holding out And draw another breath London calling And I don't want to shout But while we were talking I saw you nodding out London calling See we ain't got